theyeshiva.net. Now it's already Parshas Vayikra, so it's very apropos to learn Vayikra. Huh? What are the odds? <laughs> Quite yes. good, I imagine. So page four, column two. Page four, column two. Please turn... Please, please go to the line that starts. Sichloi yuchal saes lohoylid mizaava azagamba nefeshamos, which is like a little below midpoint of the page. Again, page four, Lakuta Torah Vayikra, column two. The line starts. Sichloi yuchal saes. The line before starts. Liyos bebchinas eskafia. The line before starts. The word levad. You see. So after the words. So let's remember, let's remember the Pshat and the Pasuk, the way the Balatanya explained the opening of Parshas Vayikra. You remember, Dabir al-Bnei Yisrael, speak to the children of Israel and tell them, Adam kiyakriv mikem karban l'Hashem, mina beheima, mina bakurim, mina tzayin takrivu was karbancha. And all the questions that he asked at the beginning of the Maimer, and he ultimately resolved the questions by explaining the Pasuk also from a spiritual, metaphysical perspective. The Pasuk is not only referring to the physical sacrifices, <coughs> it's referring to that as well, of course, Ein Mikra as the Gemara says in Masech Shabbos, but the Pasuk, like every Pasuk, has many layers of interpretation. And one of them is, Adam refers to Adam Ha'elyon. Refers Kivayachal to Hashem, not Stam Hashem. The way Hashem is defined within what we call Adam, which is basically those qualities through which he's mayor, through which he inspires, he lifts up Neshamas Yisrael and all of the worlds. Adam, that Adam, Kiyakriv, Mikem, when he's going to bring you close to him. In other words, when there's going to be what he called Isarusa, the Laela, an arousal from above to trigger inspiration. Something that will light a fire in the Jew. Because the Adam is reaching out, the large infinite torch of Hashem reaches into the human heart, and as a result of that, the soul gets catches on fire. Its fire, its own dormant and latent fire, comes to life. The embers that have never been extinguished are resurrected, so to speak. They emerge, because the embers are always there. Sometimes they're dim, sometimes you can't see the flame, but they're there. So when the large torch comes in, it triggers, it arouses, it's ma'orir, the mata, the, the Jew. So don't rely on that. Don't just fly with that wave, because, as he says, it's going to pass, and it's going to cease. What you need is, Now you need to work with your own behemoth, with your own animal soul, and bring that closer to Hashem. In other words, the Isarusa de la Elam must translate into Isarusa de la Sata, 
into your own initiative and reciprocity. Because if not, you will ultimately be left cold and dry. And even colder and drier than before. Because now you'll have the void that comes in after inspiration. Somebody who's never inspired is never inspired. Somebody who feels a tremendous chiyos and then loses it. So now you have to deal with a whole new void of, of missing that. It's a form of uh, postpartum depression. Uh, no, I'm serious. In Sifri HaKabbalah, when a woman gives birth, it's a gilu of Ein Saif. It's, 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 it's an incredible moment. Painful, but incredible. She brought, brings a new child into the world. There's not, you can't reach a higher space than that. And after that, there's a void. There's a void. So uh, whenever, it's the same void that the Jews experienced when Moshe went up to the mountain. You know, you see God face to face by Matan Torah. And what now? <laughs> what do we do? Lakshan Kugel? I mean, what now? What, what's supposed to happen after Matan Torah? People wonder why they made a golden calf. That's not the Pella. It's not understood. When you have such a void, you'll do anything to fill it. You'll do anything. People will take any type of needle. Some people. To fill that void. It's desperate, that desperation of it. After you see God face to face, what do you do now? What are we going to do now? We're going to eat some herring? What, what do you do? Go shal shal mazacher? We're going to surf the web? What do you do now? They made an eagle. They went to the opposite extreme. Epis, epis. They had a complete breakdown of any, everything because they, they just needed to satisfy themselves. So, in order to deal with this, you have to realize that Yisrael Sadullah is only an invitation. It's a powerful invitation, and it's a tempting invitation. But really, now it's your turn to show up to the game. Now you have to show up. And that explains why the beginning of the Pasuk is Lashen Yachid, the end is Lashen Rabin. Why the beginning of the Pasuk is Lashen Nister, the end is Lashen Noichach. And why Mikem is in the place where it is. Adam Kiyakriv Mikem, referring to the Jewish soul. And the, 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 the big explanation in Perik Beis was that there's a reason for this. Because this Arusa de Laila speaks to the godly soul, does not speak to the animal soul. The animal soul remains untouched, even as God and His entire entourage, His entire celestial entourage, would come down into your heart and scream, Kadosh, 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 the animal soul will say, it's time for lunch. It's time for lunch. <laughs> time for breakfast it doesn't get touched you can't blame it, it's an animal the only way you could touch the nefesh of Amas this Hashem relinquished his power and said this is only you can do I can't touch your animal soul this has to be your avoider by understanding its language and communicating to it its language each person according to his or her capacity and that's what he said is seichel anushi speaking to your mind rationally, which can ultimately result in an emotion of the Nefesh HaMahamas. And this is, he said, the Derech HaAvoida, that a Sarusa Dela'elam must translate it to Sarusa Dela'elam, where you build a bridge with your animal soul. And then, your animal soul will never be the same. That will be a whole different experience of Yiddishkeit. Once your animal soul is touched, now you began the process. This is where Avoida begins. And not only that, the tachlis of the nefesh is coming down is to speak to the animal soul, to talk to it, to sublimate it. Not to run from it, not to obliterate it, and not to make believe it's not there. To speak to it, to educate it, to the point that the nefesh of Bahamas could say, you know, this is pretty cool. 
Why? Because remember, the animal of the man wants survival. It wants gratification. It wants existence. That's why it likes potato chips or vanilla ice cream. It wants gratification. It just has nothing with godliness. When you can explain to it, Kirvas alekim li toiv, as the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Kirvas alekim li toiv, you can explain the, the, the meaning, the truth of godliness, of alekus, in a way that the animal soul can understand it, then it creates a dent. And that dent, that dent doesn't go away. But you have to speak its language. I can't come into a classroom where everybody speaks Mandarin and speak in Yiddish. I can't. Yiddish is a wonderful language. Lashon Kaidish is even a more wonderful language. But uh, they don't understand it. They don't understand the language. They don't understand. Yeah. Sometimes you have shiurim of people who, let's assume that they're, they're, they're like holy people or inspired people. And they're speaking very holy words. But you see that the audience is not being touched. Why are they not being touched? Maybe a part of them is being touched. But a certain part of them is completely untouched. Because you're not touching their animal soul. You're not touching that. To touch the animal soul, you have to speak its language. Its language is its own language. It's a different language. It's an animal language. And therefore, therefore, even a person who's inspired with his nefesh his be'emes, which is in itself a chiddush, it may be that the beginning of the purpose of his avoid, he didn't even begin yet, which is to heal, to be mesakin, his nefesh Bahamas. Sometimes the nefesh is on fire, sometimes the chelik al is on fire, but the nefesh Bahamas wasn't touched. And the moment the nefesh goes back into hiding, because the big fire is gone, and it's not going to last forever, he's left often with a terrible, terrible void and emptiness, to the point that he may go to the other extreme completely. Because the pain of the absence is too difficult to deal with. And even become angry and disillusioned on all of the past memories because he feels it's false. The truth is it wasn't false. It was real. It was just real in a certain place of you. And there's other parts of you. And that ability to be able to understand the full self and not deny any of it is the great idea of Avodah Hashem, yeah? That's a good question. Consciously, the void comes from the Nefesh Alekis. Unconsciously, there's also the void that comes from the Nefesh Bahamas, whose internal sparks yearn to be sublimated. Between the two, the conscious void and the unconscious void, you messed up. You know what I mean? I shouldn't say messed up. You're you're challenged. You're in conflict. conflict. That's the pain. The pain is consciously from the nefesh alikis. What happens to a body that doesn't eat for a while? Yeah, we become hungry. What happens when we become hungry? Most of us become grouchy. Yeah, that's why it's a good idea before you go home. Yeah, to go eat something eat something, if you have to go to a restaurant and eat a full dinner, to eat, and then when your wife makes dinner three hours later, you'll eat a second time. Because people are hungry, they're grouchy. Yeah. Now what happens to a nefesh that's hungry? It's also grouchy. The soul becomes grouchy. It's a different type of grouchiness, but it's the same idea. 
there's an anxiety. It's an anxiety. I'm, it's looking. It's it's be. You can't starve your soul. It's whole your whole life and expect it to be in a good mood. The soul needs to be nurtured. The animal soul has two versions of nurture. That's where the work is. And this is only through his bainanus. It's only through real conversations with the animal soul. Because if not, sometimes people go into a shul, they're singing beautiful nigunim. And you, 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 anybody has that? And you get uplifted. You like melt away in the music. And you feel like you're one with God. You feel like you're one with Claudius. So you feel like you're one with the world. Sometimes you go to a situation where everyone is on fire, or it looks like they're on fire, and you melt. And you feel like you're really uplifted. And the Balatanya says, be careful. <laughs> now, on one hand, it's like, why do you have to be a party pooper? You know, why do you have to ruin the party? Mazink, there's a Slavos, there's Dvekas, everyone is Achmei Hashemayim. Let it go! Because Emes. It's not Emes. It's not Emes. And if it's not Emes, ultimately it's going to disintegrate. It's nice, it's sweet, it's ecstatic, but it's not real. What do I mean real? Not, it's not real that it's fake. We're not talking, we're not here, we're not talking here about shakronim, gazlonim, idiotin. We're not talking about that. That's, that's a category that deserves a separate shia, but he doesn't even go there because that wasn't even part of the vocabulary here. That's sustainable. Huh? That's sustainable. That, yeah, when, when we say shekere, we don't mean a shekere, lowly, despicable lies. We're talking about subtleties here. It's MS, but it's MS for the chelik alekami mal in you. So you melt it away. Two hours later, you're going to be back home. <laughs> or next day, you're going to be back home. Or next year, you're going to be back home. Whatever it is, next one. As long as you can stay up there, you know, stay on our Sinai, you're going to hate. But you're going to come down. And for this, I have to know my animal soul and I have to speak to it. And there's only one way I have to explain. I have to explain chsidus to it. You have to explain chsidus to your animal soul. You have to explain it. You have to explain pnimi yisatere. You have to explain alakus. You have to explain godliness to your animal soul. And the animal soul understands. The animal soul is not stupid. We call him animal. He's not such a... He's nishtazah behemah. How do I know he's nishtazah behemah? A behemah of tzvayfis. It's not like the behemah they told you in Chedah, but behemah. This is a gross behemah. Because for this behemoth, the whole neshama came down into the world. So it's not such a... You have to realize. We're told behemoth here. It's not behemoth like a despicable behemoth. We're dealing... Tzar balechaimah deraisa. Does the Torah you learned in the nine months in, your, in the womb have any remnant in the animal soul also that it recognizes it when you're, when you're coming to talk to it now? I think for sure. There's a beautiful Torah from the Chidushi Harim. Shma b'ni Musa Ravicha v'al titosh Torah Ask the Chidusha Harim, what's the difference between your father's Musr and your mother's Torah? And why is your father's called Musr and your mother's called Torah? And why by your father it says, listen, Shema, and by your mother it doesn't say listen, it says, don't abandon Torah Simecha. So the Chidusha Harim says very, very movingly that there is the Torah we learn from our fathers as we grow up. There is the Torah we learned in our mother's womb nine months. He says, that's Torah is not Musr. That's Torah Simecha. Your father tells you what to do. In the nine months, he didn't tell you what to do. They taught you Torah. He says, Shema b'ni Musa rivicha. The Musa of your father you have to listen to. You never heard it before. Torah of your mother you already know. It's in the Bekishkas. You already know it. Al-titosh Torah Simecha. Don't let go of what you heard in the womb. Al-titosh Torah Simecha. You already hear it. Where do you see this? What's the ramifications of this? 
You know when you heard a niggin and you loved it and you try to remind yourself of the niggin and it's not coming to you. And you ask somebody, do you remember this song? No, it's not that, it's not that. You don't remember what it is, but you know what it's not. Right? If you don't remember what it is, maybe it's something else. No, no, no. You know what it's not. You don't know it enough to be able to identify it positively, but when somebody sings it, ah, this is it. Yeah. That's the purpose, the Balatanya writes somewhere else in the Kudatari and Shlach, why we learn Torah for nine months in the womb of the mother. If you're forgetting it anyway, so what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? I teach you something for nine years, nine months, and then you forget it. So don't teach it. Hashem wants you to remember it. So tell the Malach not to give the, the, the Gemara says in Nidr that after the nine months, bum Malach, the Satri al Piv, the Malach gives you a patch on top of your mouth, a clop, a bang, and you forget Meshachri Kalaterakula. Right? They used to say that's uh, this little thing under the nose. Yeah, I just once asked a question why do the Japanese have it? But then the Malach gave me a second smack, so that was, uh, that's how they dealt with that question. I thought it was a good question. Why do the Japanese have it? I don't know. Whatever. But, uh, but that was that. So, uh, I thought it was a good question. Huh? I also think it's a good question. I still don't have an answer. The Gemara doesn't say it's that. Uh, that's what the, the Velt says. The Gemara says the Malach comes and Satri Alpiv Meshachar Kalaterikula. So, uh, so the Alter Rebbe asks, the Balatanya asks, what's the point? The point is, you hear a nigin, you forget it, you can't remember it. But when you hear it, you say that's it. And the main thing is when you hear other nigunim, it's not it. A Yiddish neshama hears a lot of things throughout its life. It says, it's not it, it's not it, it's not it. Some go to India. Some go to Tibet. Some go to Thailand. Some go from one side of the world to another side of the world. They spend the years and years, like some people in this room. Either geographically they go around or existentially they travel everywhere. They're looking for the niggin. And they hear a lot of, there's a lot of melodies out there. In Likutei Maharan, you have a Likutei Maharan Yidin, you know there's a whole section there that everything has a niggin. <laughs> da, he says, no, everything has a niggin. The Rabbachman says, even Apikorsus has a niggin. So he says, you smish, but you're singing the wrong niggin. Everything has a niggin. So you hear nigunim, you hear a lot of melodies, but you know, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. And then, you hear the nigin, and you just know it's that. That's Torah That's Altitish Torah And the truth is, if you really, the emes emes is as follows. How do you know you're listening to Torah? And how do you know you're teaching Torah? If what you hear, you already knew. If somebody tells you something that you didn't know already, it's not Torah. If it's Torah, you knew it already. And you know that you knew it already. I don't mean that you knew all the information and you knew it in a scholastic, organized way. But you knew it. It resonates. It goes in, in a very deep place. If it does not, be careful, it may not be Torah. It could be Torah's luxury. It could be Torah's abuse. But it's not Torah. If it's real Torah, you're not telling people something new. You're telling them something that they really, maybe subconsciously, but it's very, very deep. It's a niggin that they heard already. It's a niggin they heard already. That's what. That's the parameter if it's real Torah. If it's not real Torah, then it's new things. Kol Mashatal, the Gemara says, Kol Mashatal Medvasek Asid Lechadosh HaKol Nitin Lamoshim Yeah? So, uh, 
once uh, the fifth Lubavitch Rebbe, the Rebbe Rashi, was talking about different places. So he said that you have places where people learn Torah and they're mechadish chidushim. And he said the problem is that they're real chidushim. The hainu loy nitnu l'moishem isinai. It's real chidushim because it wasn't given to Moshe Rabbeinu on Sinai. In other words, real Torah is not real chidush. It's a chidush in the sense it may be creative, brilliant, and this, but it's not completely new. It has resonance already in Jewish history and in the Jewish soul. Okay, so therefore, deep down, the animal soul also knows who it is. But this is the avoid that's necessary to, to, to bring it up, to sublimate it. So now let's continue inside. He says, there's no way, however, that a person can transform his animal soul to Kedusha, that it should desire Kirva Selikim closest Hashem, if you don't have control over your animal soul. If you don't have control over it, you can't work with it. And this is also a very important truth. There's no inspiration without control. <laughs> we love skipping steps. We love jumping to Ishapcha before Iskafya. He says, if you now have the ability of Iskafya, Iskafya means to subdue. The word Iskafya comes from the word Koifa. Like Koifin If a person cannot control the three garments of his soul, which are thought, speech, and action. Every soul has two dimensions. There is the midos and there are the garments. What's the difference? Garments, clothes, you put on, you take off. You say your suit got dirty, so take it off, change it. My shirt is too small, so change it. My shirt is filthy, so change it. What does it take to change? Yeah, if you're lazy, you don't want to change it. But it doesn't take surgery to change your clothes. Unless you're married to them. And hopefully you're not. What about if I say, oh, your nose is too long? Okay, I'll change it. <laughs> not so simple. <laughs> May not be a very good idea on many levels. Halachically, psychologically, emotionally. But it's not simple. Cosmetic surgery is not simple. A body, you don't just change. You don't just change. You're obese. Okay, it's a, it's a process. You don't need surgery, but it's sometimes not, but it's a process. Levushim, you take off, you move, you, you put on. So the Balatanya says there's two part, top parts of the Nefesh Bahamas. There's the Midois of the Nefesh Bahamas, its desires, and then there's Machshava Dibur Maisa. Thoughts, words, and deeds. Thoughts, words, and deeds are Levush in their garments. Words, you could stop saying them. Emotions, you can't change easily. You have to work on emotions. But Machshava Dibur Maisa, you put on, and you take off. In other words, we are dressed in our thoughts. We are dressed in our words. We are dressed in our deeds. And this is an important idea. Thoughts are not you. Thoughts are levushim. We think that our thoughts are us. It's not true. Thoughts are garments that you put on. Sometimes we get so connected to our levushim, we can't separate. They're like glue to us. But any thought you're having is not you. It's a levush in which you get dressed up. We sometimes have these crazy, crazy thoughts. That's fine, but it's thoughts. And thoughts are jackets. You take them off, you put them on. You could, you could bring in new thoughts into your life. That does not require transformation. That requires discipline. Machshava dibur maisa. Conscious thoughts, conscious words, conscious actions. Before you get control of your nefesh of Bahamas, 
There's no way you can transform it. Actions are also thoughts. Actions are thoughts, deeds, words and thoughts versus emotions. Emotions are kind of the, I, I hate this person. Okay, start loving them. That's a lie. I can't. I have to work on it. I could work on it, but I have to. It's work. What about stop talking? That's not work. Stop. I mean, it may be work in the sense I don't want to stop talking, right? I don't want to take off my suit, but you could stop talking. The words are not you. The words are not essential to you. They are garments in which you get dressed, in which you clothe yourself. You express yourself through your garments. I don't come here without clothes. I come through my clothes. You see me through my clothes. You're not looking at my skin. You're looking at my clothes. We're all dressed up. In life, we're dressed up. We're dressed up in thoughts, words, and actions. But it's a very sophisticated idea that your machshavas are levushim. We don't think of it that way. We look at our thoughts as essential to who we are. When you have thoughts about somebody, that is exactly who you are. It's not. It's your thoughts about them. The same is true words, and the same is true deeds. The Chiddush is thoughts, because thoughts are much more internal, of course. Words and deeds, we know that you could stop speaking, you could stop doing. It goes even more than this. You could say things that you don't feel. You can't feel things that you don't feel. You can't feel things that you don't feel. You could say things that you don't feel. People do it all the time. Right? They say, you're a great guy. <laughs> I love you so much. They don't... <laughs> whatever. I respect you. Yeah? Or as people say, uh, I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. You know when people start telling you that? <laughs> I'm not lying. No question, yeah. No question. Because our levushim affect us. You know, they want clothes make the man in a certain sense. But they're still clothes. They once spoke about two people, two uh, two people who were trained to be bodyguards, to be secure security guards. But they were stationed in two different places. One was stationed in a maximum security prison, and the other one was stationed in a museum of art. And they met after thirty years. <laughs> the language of one was very different than the language of the other where he spent time with, how he had to dress up every day, who he was around, you understand? So Levushim have an impact. You hang around in certain places, it touches you. Not that he was more educated or more refined, he wasn't. But he was around, he was around, you know, art, and he, he was around uh, murderers. It's a whole different expression, a whole different uh, uh, system. I'll call upon him. So he says, before you transform your animal soul, you first have to be able to be koi for your animal soul. Koi for your animal soul means you have to have control over it. A conversation can't happen if there's no commitment on some level. So that's what iskafia means. Sur And then, If I don't have control over the levushim, I won't be able to get to the next step. Gam pirush also, when it says in Chumash, mina mina bakar, mina literally it means we explained what? You have to bring a carbon from your nefesh of Bahamas. But he says really it means something deeper. The only way to subdue and refine the animal soul is by tracing it back to its own root and source. By tracing it back to the face of the ox in the Merkava, in the vision of Yecheskel. 
וזהו שמסכינים בשתיים שלפניה דקרישמי איך שהמהלכים וחייס הקודש. מקדישים וממליכים מפארים, משבחים מפארים, עריצים מקדישים וממליכים, שמזה דווקא תספור נפש הבהמס, וזהו מן הבהמת הקריבה, הנה בחינס פני שורש במרכב. מן הבהמה means the way to elevate the animal soul is from the animal soul. מן הבהמת הקריבה זכם. Don't think you're going to transform your animal soul by bringing in a foreign influence. No, no, no. מן הבהמה. You have to show the nefesh הבהמס who it really is. That's why before Krishna we speak about חיוס הקודש, the holy animals. We speak about who are the חיוס הקודש. The Chayis HaKodesh are the angels that declare Kodesh, Kodesh, Magdishim. Why we get into all of that before Krishna? It's really a conversation with the animal soul because the animal soul is rooted in those animals. The Chayis down here come from the Chayis HaKodesh. The Behemoth down here come from the Behemoth Lamaila. That's why Yecheskel sees in his Merkava the face of an ox, the face of an eagle, the face of a bull, the face of an ox, I said the face of a lion, also the face of man. The Nefesh HaLikis comes from Pnei Adam. The Nefesh HaBahamis comes from Pnei Shen. Over there it's all Kedushi. You're dealing with Malachim. You're dealing with Shrofim. Berash, Godel, Misnasim. There's a Rash. So the passion that your animal soul has here, for whatever it is, for money, for covet, for food, for this taiva, for that taiva, that Rash, that tremendous craving of your animal soul is really the Rash Godel of Davening. It's the same Rash. It's just lost in translation. It just gets distorted in its outlet. But the energy is there. So the Eitz is not to obliterate your animal soul. The Eitz is to align it with its own true source. To bring it back to its own spirit. In other words, all of its rebelliousness that you're observing, you have to have the courage to be able to strip the outer layer from the inner layer. Like in education. You have a child who's very, very rebellious, or very, very uh, defiant. One method of education is just crush him, destroy him, as much as possible. You know, put him in solitary confinement for nine and a half years until he learns to be a mensch. That is one of the most destructive hashkafas in life. Why? For many reasons. <laughs> First of all, if you're successful, you'll destroy a person. You'll destroy a person. If you're unsuccessful... You'll create far more rebellion and hate and estrangement. But there's much deeper... That's Mitzat Pashat practicalities. But on a deeper level, it's a complete misunderstanding of the child. The rebelliousness, the defiance, is an energy. The energy itself is not a bad energy. There's a certain creativity. There's a certain passion. There are needs. You're not meeting it's his needs. So therefore, he's finding outlets for his passion in maybe destructive ways. But there's creativity there. There's a soul there. You have to be able to, 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 to capture that energy and give it the proper outlet. Not destroy it. Not destroy it. But this doesn't sound like a This sounds like the... No, this is, this is how a happens. But we've always spoken about is hapcha versus... Iskafia. No, no versus iskafia. This is No, right. Oh, I'm yeah, up the terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. No, he went to the next step. Oh, okay. He went to the next step. So, mina behemah itself, you have to be megalo who the behemah is on its own. Mina behemah takrivu is karbanchem. You don't bring the carbon from something else that crushes the behemah. You have to be megala. You have to reveal the shirish, the source of the behemah himself.
Min ha-behema. From the Shodesh ha-behema. But why does he say min ha-bokarum in ha-tzayim? Min ha-behema. Takrivu es karbanchem. Behema is the nefesh ha-bahamas. Behema is the source of the nefesh ha-bahamas. He says, Opirush min ha-bokarum in ha-tzayim. Why does he say after? Two types of behemas, bokar and tzayim. Physically we know. Because there's two types of karbanas. You can bring a carbon, a bull. Or you can bring a carbon, a sheep. Two different types of carbonas. We're talking about a carbon oiler here, so oiler is only zacher, only male. But it could be a bull or it could be a sheep. It could be different carbonas. He says spiritually, generally, there are two types of nefesh abahamias. Two types. Either you're a bakar or you're a tsayin. Two, two personality types. He's going to go through now two personality types. And everybody could raise their hand when they hear their own description. Yes, me. In other words, there's no one animal soul. It's not like there's one type of every animal soul is unique. Yes, me. Shumabchinas bakar. You have somebody who's a bakar. What's proud of bakar? Bakar is a bull. Shor nagachu. He's basically a shor nagach, as the pasuk says in Mishpatim. Shor nagach means an untamed bull that gores. Bchin is gvuris kashus, intense gvura. Intense severity. For example, somebody who by nature is angry. His temperament is one of uh, impulsive and angry. This negative quality is very strong by him. So why is he called a bakar? Because basically he's like a shar nagach. He gores, he screams, he gets angry, he loses himself, and all of the subcategories that come with this. But it's just this gen- general description of an untamed bull who goes wild. Screams, how Radchanas means, gets uh, zudik, it gets uh, very heated up and angry. You have somebody, actually he's not. He's a calm person. He's not, the, not a hot, hot-blooded person who gets angry, loses himself, screams. His issue is different. He's not angry, just completely no control over his life. He's a shefala. Sheep don't gore, they don't gore anybody. On the contrary, their voice arouses compassion. But the it's a whole different experience. Different. Bakar, their coil is not Mo'er Rachmanas. They're bulls. They're bulls. That's their Indian. They're aggression. They're bulldozers. Tsoin Fakert, they're very nice. They're very soft. But it's a different there. It's like a lethal, it's a lethal component because they gibbon zechnach. They don't, they gibbon zechnach, huh? Not exposed. They give them They they indulge in the name of self-love and kindness to a point where they're not really loving themselves. They're destroying themselves. So that's why the pasuk says, "All this needs Every person, you have to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, you can't begin this process because there's no self-awareness. So each person has to know in his soul and his essence, his nature, so he has to work on this middah. If you're tzoyin and you're working on bakar, it's meaningless. If you're bakar, you're working on tzoyin, it's meaningless. You know, if the Baal Shem Tov says, Ezo giber ha-koivish es yitziroi, should have said ha-koivish es ha-yetzer. 
I'll tell you why. It's not Kovish as Hayyetz, it's Kovish as Yitzroy. It's easy for me to conquer your Yitzahara. People do it all the time. They say, Yitzahara, I would never do this. You would never do that. But what your Yitzahara, you do plenty. Hakovish as Yitzroy is a whole different Cheshbon. It's to be able to conquer my own issue. And Baruch Hashem, everybody got their own skeletons to deal with. So he says, everyone needs to know So the pastor can't just say But what's Pshat Now you have to know. You have to get into the subcategories. There's Bakar, there's Tzoyin, different types. And of course, these are general categories. Each one includes so many, just like no two sheep are alike, no two bulls are alike. In that itself. But it's generally, one is Midas Harat Chonis, Shernagach, and one is Fakert. It's a whole different Indian. One is you're too hard on yourself, and one is you're too easy on yourself. You know, both are not, uh, both don't work. Uh, a therapist once told me that as damaging as it is to children to tell them that they're nothing, it's equally damaging to children to tell them that they're everything. You know, some children hear a message that you're a nobody, and some children hear the most perfect creature who ever lived since Shashis and Meberashis, and both produce people who can't function. Very hard time to function. So you have to know exactly what your mid is. And then the carbon will endure. Why will it endure? Because there's going to be Yisarusa de Lasata. In other words, when I say, I'm not going to rely on the inspiration. I have to work on this particular issue that I'm struggling with. And work with it, and talk to it, and be kaifit, and then be mahapachit, then it's going to be a dover That's the end. Then it's going to be able to endure. It won't dissipate after this harusa delayla is gone. Why won't it dissipate? Because you were affected. You, you showed up in the process. You're part of the relationship. And therefore he says... Eight lines from the bottom, page four. It says on the top, Vayikra. Look at the Torah of Vayikra. Make sure it says Vayikra on the top. Page four. Eight lines from the bottom, the second column. The line starts, Le'ikafya midezu, vaziyah davar hameskayim. There's enough look at the Torahs, by the way. Somebody asked me they wanted to buy. There's enough look at the Torahs? Yeah? There are enough? Yeah. Okay. No, somebody bought, but somebody asked me if he should buy more. Okay. Okay, you see eight lines from the bottom. There's a period after Chuli Vizel Mashcheni Acherecha Narutza. So when the Pasuk says, Min Abeheimah, Min Habakurim, Min Atzayin Takrivu Es Karbanchem, because every person struggles. And the word does not necessarily struggles. Every person deals with a different type of animal inside of them. Generally, we have three categories here in Chumash. Behem is the generic term, which is the nefesh which represents, which symbolizes the nefesh abahamis, the animal biological consciousness, which is really the electricity of the body. And it gives us our basic animal personality. It has emotions, it has instincts, it has cravings, it has addictions, it has thoughts, and it tries to figure out the most comfortable way to live and how it can get away with whatever it can get away in terms of what the behemoth understands. And you have specifically the bucker and the tzoyin, which the Balatanya represent, said represents two personalities. One is bucker, one is tzoyin. Bucker is the sharnagach, the untamed, aggressive bull, which represents aggression, 
a hot temperament, uh, impulsiveness, kas, anger, midas haratchanas. Person is very hot-headed and hot-blooded. They lose themselves. They insult. They scream. They denigrate. Whether internally or externally, remember, sometimes you have a sharnagach on the outside. Sometimes you have a sharnagach on the inside. Some of us explode, and some of us implode. Doesn't minimize the anger. It just internalizes it. But it's there, and sometimes it's there in a very profound way. It's probably still better than people who scream and holler, because at least if it's inside, there's a certain serenity on the outside, but on the other end, it can also be more dangerous, because it doesn't come out. It's not dealt with. It sits inside, and it it eats up on the person's heart, and therefore it also eats up on their relationships because it's, it's, it's deeply embedded. Then you have the other category, which is tzoyin, and he says tzoyin sheep are not aggressive. On the, on the contrary, sheep, as we know, are very docile a- a- animals. Your face was docile, mate? Uh, Tame. Peaceful, calm. Peaceful, calm, submissive. They mevatel themselves. They follow the herds. It's not a sharnagach. It's not even a goat. Goats are stubborn, sly. Sheep are, are submissive. In Yiddish, you'll call somebody a shefala, right? In English also, he's a sheep. Sheep means... Huh? I think the uh, definition is that the only animal that lets you cut off the... Uh, the, the, the wool, yeah. Shear, yeah, without... Shear, shear without it's, it's here. Kirachol lifnei elomo. A ewe remains silent in the presence of her shearers. She doesn't protest. She remains quiet. Of course you can be both. What's the question? Of course you can be both. Probably we have both. Sometimes one is more emphasized. But the tzoyin represents the baltaiva. The baltaiva. He's mo'eri rachmanes. He, he knows how to get his way. The Sharnagach is going to kill you. The Tsai is going to get you to love him. And the main thing is yeah, to do what you want. So he's a Baltaiva. So he says every person has his own mohus that he has to identify and work with that. Do iskafia with that. And then the Sarusa de Laila will be a Dover Hamaskaya. Is this the Rachel Leia that you always talk about? Okay. I mean, I wasn't... Uh, I mean, Rachel is a sheep. Rachel means a you. Mm-hmm. And what's Leia? Uh, I guess the... Uh, I don't know that Rachel was a sheep and Leia was a Sharnagach. I wouldn't... Uh, you don't see that. Leia, we learned in the Maimon, Vayetzi means exhausted. Leia was Amadiskasya. Leia struggled. It was very deep, but uh, that's probably a different category. Who Rachel? No, he's saying it says that Rachel is from the word Rachel, which means a sheep. It's, it does say that. It's broad and smart. This is the Pshat. Is a pasuk in Shehashirim. Moshcheni acharecha norutza heviani hamelech chadarov. What is the meaning of this? Literally, Mashcheni means draw me, like Mashicha, draw me in. Acharecha Narutza means after you, we shall we shall run. 
So Mashcheni is draw me in. After you we shall run. So we have here in this Pasik the same issue. Ah? What happened? Okay. Let me read the Pasik in Shehashirim. So Shehashirim paid a Galaf Pasik Dalit. Because he's going to be Medayak here in the Pasik, so it's going to now become clear. Right at the beginning of Shehashirim. Moshcheni Acherecha Narutza. Heviani Amelech Adorov. Nogila Venismechabach. Naskira Deidecha Meyayin Meisharim Ahivucha. Draw me in. After you we shall run. The king has brought me into his chambers. When we think about this Pasuk, grammatically again it seems off. Mashcheni is Lashen Yachit. Draw me in. Acherecha Narutza is in the plural. Lashen After you we shall run. Heviyani is back to Lashen Yachit. The king brought me into his chambers. That's number one. Number two, the first half of the Pasuk is about the future. And then you go to the past. Draw me in. After you we shall run. The king has brought me into his chambers. So why are you asking him to draw you if he already brought you into his chambers? So the Balatanya says, based on all of the explanations, it will become clear. draw me in. Not we. Not us. Is only draw me, Lashen Yachid. In other words, it's the Yisarusa de la Eila. The arousal from above that only inspires the divine soul, not the animal soul. So that's why it's Mashcheni Lashen Yachid. It's only one part of me, one dimension of me. It's not all of me. It's not us, the animal soul and the divine soul. Because as we explained, the Sarusa de la Eila only touches, it only triggers the divine soul, the Chelek Mal, which for it, Avas Hashem is very natural. It's very organic. So therefore, when the avuka, when the torch of the divine becomes present in the human heart, the nefesh elikis arouses. The nefesh elikis is fully triggered. That's mashcheni. Draw me in. Then you have the next step. What's the next step? The next line. There's a footnote and then the next line. The next step is that the nefesh elikis needs to Work with the animal soul. That's the narutza in the plural. Now he says narutza in two meanings. Literally, narutza means we shall run. But the word narutza rots comes from the word rotzin. Have a rots litvar mitzvah. Rots means to run, like ritza, right? Rots also, it's the same etymology like the word rotzin, and it really means the same thing. When you have a desire to something, a rotzin. You're yearning, you're running after it. Whether you're running after it physically, you're running after it emotionally, but that's what a ratzin is. Ratzin means I gravitate to something. I have a ritza to it. It's the same word. The Medrash says about Eretz Yisrael, Lama Nikra Shema Eretz, Sheratza Salasas Ritzayin Kaina. Eretz Yisrael organically is a land in which there's a ratz. Ratzasa, both in terms of ratza in desire, and ratz as in running, yearning. So, Mashcheni, Mashcheni, draw me in. Who's me? I'm asking you to inspire my nefesh alikis. Acharecha, narutz. And then, I will take that, and I won't just ride with the wave, I'll speak, I'll encourage, I'll sublimate my animal soul. Narutz, both of us will run. 
and both of us, with both of our passions, with the Ratzon, the will of the godly soul and the animal soul. And then the Pasa goes to step three. The king has brought me into his chamber, Chadorov, the word Cheder, into his Chadorov, into his personal chambers, back to me. So you started with me, you went to we, and then you went back to me. She explains, Ki Chadorov, Hainu Shito Sidre Mishnah. Chadorov, his inner chambers, represents the sixth Dorim of the Mishnah. Basically, represents the structure of Tarish of Alpah, which Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi divided into the six Dorim of Zroyim, Moyed, Nashim, Nezik, and Kachim Taras, which are, of course, the six categories, six sections of Mishnah, upon which all the Talmud, all the Gemara is also built on. Shehein, Pchines, Chagas. The Mishnayis, the Shisha Sidre Mishnah, represent Chesed Gvuratiferis, or Chesed Dine Rachemim, Roshatevis Cheder. Chador of the king brought me into his Cheder. Cheder is an acronym of three words Chesed is Ches, Dalid is Din, and Reish is Rachemim, which is Chagas, Chesed Gvuratiferis. Chesed is love, kindness, Din is judgment, and Rachemim is empathy, compassion. What's the connection? Why? You tell me, into the world of Torah, the world of Shisha Sidra Mishnah. This is Chesed Din Rachamim, or Chesed Din, Chesed Gvuru Teferis, Cheder. Shemehem Nimshuch, Kosher, Apostle, Tomei, Torah, Chayev, Zakai. Because it's from these emotions, Chesed Din and Rachamim, that you have all of the halachas. Sometimes the halachas says it's Kosher. Your sukkah is Kosher. Sometimes the halachas says your sukkah is Apostle. It's disqualified. Sometimes the halachas says the food is Tomei. The keli is tamei. Sometimes Allah says, the keli is tahir, the person is pure. Sometimes Allah says, chayev. Shimon has to pay Reuven $10,000, $10,000 shkolem. Sometimes Allah says, zakai. He's innocent. He goes through three different categories of halacha. But you'll see, one is positive, one is negative, right? Kosher, posel. Tamei, tahir. Chayev, zakai. Different sugis. If you're talking seydin moyed, usually it's going to be kosher, posel. If you're talking seydin zikin, going to be Chai of Zakai. If you're talking say the Taris, the vocabulary is not going to be Chai of Zakai or Kosher Apostle. The vocabulary is going to be Tari Tameh. But the point is, one represents Chesed, one represents Din, and then you have different perspectives. You have Rachamim. So all of Shisha Sidre Mishnah represent either Chesed or Din or Rachamim. They come out of that. Heviyane Amalech means he brings me into this Cheder to the world of Torah. Why does it say in the past? You're talking about the future. Why suddenly do you go to the past? This is based on what the Gemara says in Meseches Nida. Because when the fetus is in the womb of its mother, he says, when the fetus is in the womb of its mother, a candle burns on its head and they teach the fetus the entire Torah. When the neshama is still in a state of pregnancy, so to speak, just like the body is in a state of impregnation in the womb of the mother, the neshama also is still in a state of potentiality. Everything is first in a state of pregnancy, and then it emerges from concealment to revelation. First you have a dream inside of you, and then the dream is born. But first everything that has to be created first is in a state of ibor, and then there's leda. Ibor is the hachana, the preparation. If a fetus would emerge, if an embryo would emerge from the womb right after conception and fertilization, it couldn't be viable, it couldn't survive. Even with a preemie, 
If it's too premature, Khalila, there's challenges to keep it viable. It has to go through the stages of pregnancy in order to become fully developed, that when it goes out to the real world, it should be able to be sustainable. Sometimes you have a dream, and it's too early, and you put it out there, and it gets destroyed, because it doesn't have yet the hachana. You don't have the preparation, right? You can't just draft somebody into a military. You need the training. You need the training physically and psychologically. That's called ibor, the time of pregnancy. So the goof goes through ibor, the body of the child goes through, but the neshama goes through ibor. When the neshama is in a state of ibor, it... What's the point of teaching the neshama the whole Torah? From this, the soul gets the koyach later. That he should be, that she should be able to experience the light of God. The ability of love and all. They should be able to be mashcheni. I should be able to be triggered by you. Because once upon a time you already brought me into your chamber, so therefore this resonates with me. So the pasuk is talking about three different things. Mashcheni is his harusa de la'ela. Adam kiyakriv mikem karbon Arousal from above. Acharecha norutza is his harusa de la'sata. It's translating it into the world of the animal soul, which brings not me into the picture, but we into the picture. It's not only me, my godly soul, but we, acharecha norutza. Now the question is, how does a person even have a relationship with all of this? You look at yourself, you say, it's all nice Titus. I don't have no godly soul, I'm not godly, I'm a regular animal. That's what I am. I'm a self-centered beast. That's it, I am. That's why you look in the mirror, I don't, what, I don't have a relationship with all of this. This is a, a very sensitive, subtle things. So he says, It's not the case. This all speaks to you because this is, you know it already from your womb. Heviyani, already in the past. What's the point of teaching the fetus the whole Torah? Like we explained. Because in the womb, what the soul learns in the womb, Heviyani, the king already invited you into his chambers. Which is always based on Cheder, Chesed, Din, All the Machloikas of the Tanoim and Amairoim and all of the Shishi Sidra Mishnah some minds gravitate to chesed, some minds gravitate to din, and some minds gravitate to rachamim. This doesn't mean that their, seich, that their ideas were not objective, their ideas were emotional, but it means that objectivity itself, seich, logic itself, is multifaceted, multidimensional. Beis Shammai, the Zoya says, was midas ha-gvura. Beis Hillel was midas ha-chesed. Beis Shammai felt he was right, based on the cheshben, Midas HaGvurah is a serious cheshben in life. Midas HaChesed is a serious cheshben in life. So Heviyani HaMelech HaDarav. In the past, the king already brought me into the Cheder. I had the whole Torah. So therefore, this gives the Koyach to the Neshama that later in life, they should be able to be Moshcheni. I should be triggered. It should resonate that the Eir Hashem, which was already once part of me, should be able to impact me. Rachamim is, is, you said... Is a mamutza, is an intermediary. So it's a measure, it's a measured chesed. Right. Empathy, yeah. What's, what's a ger supposed to do? What's a ger supposed to do? A ger. 
Gershon is guy who cut in Shemayla Tommy. Now, Lechayda, you would think, when does Isarusa the Leila happen? The answer is, I don't know. You sit, and when the lightning hits, the lightning hits. There's nothing you can do to facilitate it, because by definition, it's not your initiative. It's God's initiative. It's basically when he opens up the door and he says, here, come in. So L'cha'ida, by definition, is Harusa de Le'ela, is a passive experience. You can't do anything to initiate it, to arouse it. Ah, I'm giving an introduction to the next piece. L'cha'ida. Ostensibly, you would think so. Vashkafer Yishayna, at first glance. In other words, if it's Harusa de Le'ela, that precedes Harusa de Le'ela, like you spoke before. Yigiyas Nefesh, Yigiyas Basar, His Boinunus, Hamakas Adas, Lev Nishbar, everything. He discussed his five-step program, okay? That's all about your initiative. But if we're talking about Adam Kiyakriv Miket, that there are times, like he says, a person suddenly has his iris and it goes for a few hours or a few days or a few weeks, and then boom, it's gone. So it's literally like you're in the dark, in a forest in the wilderness, and there's a lightning suddenly, it's raining, and there's one lightning, another lightning, and suddenly everything lights up. You can't, you can't facilitate it. You could just wait until it happens. So that's what he continues, that it's not, it's not that way. That's what he's going to continue now. To help be mamshich, this is Arusa de la of Adam Kiyakriv that we were talking about. When a person learns Torah, it's conducive for that. Why? Shehib chines Adam, Ramach Pikudin, Ramach Evorin. It says, Adam Kiyakriv. Adam, he said before, is, represents Adam Ha'elyon. The way Hashem Kivayachl encloses himself in a tzir of Adam of Ten Tzviras, of Ramach Evarim de Malka, through which he's mayored L'Neshama Sisrael. On Torah it says, Zois HaTorah Adam. Torah is the Pchina of Adam, the 248 mitzvahs of 365 mitzvahs essay, 365 loisasa, correspond to the Ramach Evorim and the Shasah Gidim of a person, but they also represent the Ramach Evorim and Shasah Gidim Kivayachal of Adam Ha'elyon, of the divine metaphysical persona, of course in a spiritual metaphysical sense. So through learning Torah, which is Pchina's Adam, the person, so to speak, invites Isarusa de la'ela. The person, so to speak, brings forth an Adam Kiyakriv, because Torah is God's revelation of the Pchina of Adam. This is what we say in Ashrei, Karav Hashem Lechol Kairav, Lechol Asher Yikru'u Be'emes. Which apparently, the Pasuk seems to be internally contradictory. Think about it. Karav Hashem Lechol Kairav. Hashem is close to all those who call Him. Anybody who calls Him. Then wait, wait, no. To all those who call him out be'emes. So I know we say this Pasuk for quite a few years and you know we move on. Somehow nobody gets a migraine from this. But if you think about it, No, no, not really. The Balatani says, now you'll understand because ain emes In other words, Karav Hashem l'chol Karav like the word kiyakrif. Hashem is close l'chol to all who call out to him. 
What's pshat to all who call out to him? What does it mean, all who call out to him? So he says, L'choyl asher yikru'uhu be'emes. All those who call out to him be'emes, which emes is ein emes ela Uh, Reb Mendel, you mind pass? You have that uh, mime with the explanations. I just saw Psavart. I just want to. I just want to look at one thing over there. Okay. How does this answer the contradiction? Korav Hashem lechol koyr lechol hashikru b'emes. Korav Hashem lechol means he's close to anybody who wants a relationship. The question is, what do you mean anybody who wants a relationship? It's not so simple, because what if a person is submerged in the vanities of the world in Havli Ha'olam? Lechol koyrav, on this day. The second part of the Pesach is an explanation. Lechol hashikru b'emes. Ein emes ala because he becomes close to anybody who calls out with truth, and truth is Torah, and anybody could get involved in learning. So therefore, any matzav, any situation a person is, when a person learns, it creates a certain keli for Yisarus, it creates a certain, not keli, it creates a certain Yisarus of the Le'ela. It brings Hashem into his life. I. He's not involved yet in Yisarus of the Lasati. He's not reworking himself. He's just learning. Learning is not about self-work. There's people who learn and don't are not involved in self-work. But the concept of learning it brings God, it brings the presence of the Shekhin in a person's life. So Hashem lechol kairav. How? What says lechol kairav? You have to make conditions. How much the person is working on himself? That's what he says. Because it's lechol asheikru be'emes. Because anybody who calls him out through Torah, through emes, is kairav Hashem adam kiyakriv. And therefore, ultimately, everyone is available, everyone is capable of this. This is what the Pasuk says in Yeshaya on Torah. It says, So Chazal say, Shalom is Torah, ain't Shalom ala Torah, just like it says, ain't Emes ala Torah, ain't Shalom ala Torah. What's the two times Shalom? So we say, Says also in Yeshaya, Shalom, Shalom, Larachik, Velakar of Shalom to the one who's far and Shalom to the one who's close. Vikivan Shekain, Nimshach Mizagamkin, Pchinis Shalom, the Larachik, Shee and Asakarif. So the Shalom of Torah is not only for the Karif, but also for the Rachik. Even the person who's Rachik, in other words, there's no Yisarusa de Lasata, but there could be Shalom. Shalom is Torah even for the Rachik, that there should be Adam Kiyakriv. Vizo Adam Kiyakriv Mikam. Adam, who will bring you close, v'zehu tishmeru, we say in the carbon Hatamid. Tzavaz b'nei Yisrova, Marta Alem, is karboni lach melisha reich nechaychi, tishmeru. What's the tishmeru? Because the Gemara says, tishmeru lahakrivli, shamer zu mishnah. Shaydei zanim shechli is lahakrivli. Chazal say, shamer represents mishnah, chadorov, Torah, shisha sidre mishnah. So through tishmeru, through mishnah, you'll have the lahakrivli b'mayadah. So that's not just something that you wait for passively. is a form of It, so to speak, brings the oil of into you, even though there was no Isarusadal Sat. 
וזהו, that's the פשט דבר, אל בני ישראל ואמרת עליהם אדם כי יקריב, והידי זה גם כן אחר כך, מן הבהמה תקריבו, וכנסקל לאל. That's what it says, דבר, אל בני ישראל, speak to them. אדם כי יקריב. אדם כי יקריב here represents the עסק התורה, which through this the אדם becomes close to you, and the אדם, the אדם brings you close to him. Because Isarusa, the Le'ela, comes through Eisek HaTorah. When a Jew learns Torah, that itself initiates the process of Hashem inviting you into His life. This is the Koyach of Torah. And then comes the next step, which is Menabehema Takrivu. So before we teach, Menabehema Takrivu means Isarusa, the Le'ela. Here he's teaching, This also connects to the concept of Mitzvah. Every Mitzvah has a special quality, different to some to do something in the animal soul. The Navi says, Sidaka lifts up the guy, the nation. So he teaches means the Nefesh of Bahamas, which is the guy in the person. Tzedakah lifts up. Every mitzvah lifts up. Every mitzvah that's why there's so many mitzvahs. Every mitzvah has a different dent in the animal soul. So till now he spoke about the Pasik in terms of Isarusadalay, Sarusadlasata, Nefeshalakis, Nefesha Bahamas. Now he adds the next step. Adam Kayakriv is Torah, which Torah brings forth on Isarusadalayla, that's the Kayak of Torah. And every Jew is connected to that. Heviani Amelechador of Malamdinoisekala Torakula. And since Malamdinoisekala Torakula, so therefore every Jew has within him the whole Torah, which is the power of Isarusadalayla. When a Jew learns Torah, it brings forth a light from above, and then the second part is which also represents through which we make a dent in our animal soul, every mitzvah in its own way. A person could learn a whole day. They give tzedakah, they impact their animal soul in a way that learning won't impact, because an Nefer Shabbat understands what a checkbook looks like. But the checkbook it understands, the same is true with all other mitzvahs. Uh, whether it's matzah or shayfer or tefillin, every mitzvah in its own way. If we do it through Torah mitzvahs, then we do it through Torah mitzvahs. Oh, so the Sarusad al-Sata of Torah is not the Sarusad al-Sata before. It's a whole different. Sarusad al-Sata before is a person works on self-transformation. That's why it's different. Eisek you can't call it Sarusad al-Sata. means a person, a yid learns. He learns Torah. That has a tremendous koyach. Why? Because when a person learns Torah, what that does is, he says, Adam Kiyakriv. It creates Kivayachal in Isarusadalayla. I, by definition, it seems like a contradiction. You can't create Isarusadalayla. Hashem has to create. So it's not that you create it, you generate it. It triggers. When a Jew learns Torah, what happens is, it's Mamshich the Isarusadalayla. The next step is, you could feel the presence of Hashem in your life. In a sense, it's fine. Can't the question. Because let's say I don't have the power to discipline myself. I just push. I'm not there yet. So th- it's a shortcut. If I learn Torah, which doesn't require that self-discipline, right. that'll spark this Eruzalel, and that'll really get the fire going, and then I'll, then right. I'll be ready. That can bring the fire going, yeah. That's, that's the derech of Eruzalel Sata before Eruzalel. That's Eruzalel Sata that precedes Eruzalel with his Yigiyas and Nefesh, and that brings Eruzalel as a response. That's the Rech Nechaychi afterwards. But here we're talking about Adam Kiyakov, which is a Sarusa Delayla without a Sarusa Delasata. Says it doesn't just mean you wait and then when it happens, Asa Katoida helps to be Mamshik is a Rusa Delayla. Can you say Matan Torah? Vos. So somebody starts his journey, how does it go? 
there's no one journey. There's different. There's different journeys. It's just bavodening, yeah. That Eisek Katoid is Mam Shechis Rusa Dalayla. Can you say Mat and Torah with Rusa Dalayla? That's going to be the next step now. The Yom, how it works in the Yom Tov. That's going to be the last tickle here. Let's see. So every generation has his journey. Every person has his journey. They learned Torah over there. It was just with Messias Nefesh. They had Torah. It was just with Messias Nefesh. So all of us right now, on some level, are experiencing Messias Nefesh. Learning Torah. Torah is you could come in. Torah is not a source of the Leila. Through Eisekat Torah, your mamshich is a source of the Leila. Is a is from Hashem. There's, I can't replace that. It's literally like he says, a person feels a ruach tara. There's a hisoyeris that comes into them, favaitas Hashem. But Eisekatayra is conducive to generate that response from Hashem. It's not an automatic. Sometimes not. He's not saying they can't be, sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it happens. A person suddenly feels a wind of inspiration. They don't know from where. But he's moisiv. This is why that Adam Kiyakriv is also through Torah. It creates, the it creates an environment in the soul and the mind. Yeah, I mean you see this. You see it. It's not. Uh... You feel it. Some people see it. Some people understand it. Some people neither. According to all of this, according to all of this, we have a hashkaf on the concept of Pesach versus Sviris Ha'imer, followed by Shavuos. What is the significance of this time of the calendar? This time in the Jewish calendar. So he says, if you think about it, it's this pasuk of Ayikra, which is why Parshas Ayikra is, of course, read during the season of Pesach. Ki what happens? On Pesach, Pesach represents this energy. An arousal from above with one purpose. To trigger, to inspire an arousal from below. However, the like all Isarusadalaelas, what does it do? It arouses the Ratsai. Ratsai again from this from the word Rats, Rats. It's the the yearning in the godly soul. Pesach speaks to one neshama. Avol, the challenge is The animal soul has not been transformed or affected. You have five words. And that's why it says by the exodus of Egypt, the nation ran. Like he explains in the Tanya, which is called Sefer Shalbenim, the book of the possible man, the end of chapter 31. What's the vart here? It's a very heavy vart. It says in Parshas B'Shalach, Vayhi B'Shalach Parayas Ha'am, he sends them. In the middle of the night he woke up and he called Moshe and Aaron and he said, Kumu Tzu'u Mitoich Ami, out! Out of here! After, of course, the death of the first deaths of the firstborn, Makas Pharis. Suddenly in Bishalach it says, Vayugad they told the king, Kivorachaam, the nation escaped. 
Really, the nation escaped? You threw them out! He said, go, 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 okay, take everything and go. You threw them out. I mean, they escaped. That's called escaping. It's called escaping. <laughs> Not only was it with permission, it was with the greatest sense of urgency on behalf of the king. I'll go to Shailen. Now, what's Kibaracha? So Rashi answers the question. What does Rashi say? Rashi says, and I'll explain it, if you look, we, we, we sometimes misread the story. If you look at all the conversations between Moshe and Paroi, never once did he tell the king, we want to go and not come back. We want to go for good. He always says the same thing. We just want a three-day holiday. And the Rosh Hashanah wouldn't even allow that. The ten Makas didn't come because he didn't allow the Jews to leave. He didn't allow the Jews a three-day vacation, holiday. Even that he didn't agree for. Moshe never said, we're leaving, we have another homeland, we're never coming back. He never even said it. At the end, he still didn't say it. When Pari said leave, what did he mean? He says, leave Kasher Dibarta. Kumutsu Kasher Dibarta. What's Kasher Dibarta? For three days. Now suddenly three days passed, they didn't come back. Oh, Baracham, now they ran away. That's why it says, Ki Baracham, he never gave permission for this. Freg the Balatanya in Tanya, he said, I don't understand. What's the point? Why couldn't Moshe tell him the truth? Parai, goodbye Charlie, it was nice knowing you. We're leaving, we're never coming back. What would Parai say? Mimanavshach. For three days, Paray didn't allow anything. Paray, didn't, Paray on his own didn't allow even three days. The only reason he allowed now three days is why? Because Makis Pcheres. So if Moshe would have said, Paray, we're leaving for good, what would he say? Oh, no, that not. Makis Pcheres devastated him to the point that he gave up. Vaharaya, till now he's strong even about three days, and now he forfeited. So Moshe could have said the truth. What's the truth? The truth is, we're going forever. We're going for good. Moshe Kevayachal deceived Para. He deceived him. That's why it says they fled. What's the Havana? So the Alter Rebbe says it has to, you have to understand these things in an idle way. We look at everything externally and then internally. You have to go the other way. We look at it, Moshe deceived Para because he told him three days and he could have said the whole truth. What was the point? The Amos is the other way around. Yitzias Mitzrayim had to happen through deception. It had to happen through people running away. It had to happen that way. The question is, how do you run away when Pari gives you permission? So you have to come up with an idea of how to deceive somebody who's letting you do it. So what do you do? You say it's three days. It doesn't start with three days. It starts with Kibarach. There had to be Bricha. They had to run from Egypt. They couldn't walk from Egypt. They had to run. They had to escape. There had to be a component of escaping. How do you escape when you're leaving with permission and everybody wants you to leave and they're telling you go and we're happy you go and we're not keeping you here. You're not escaping. You're not a slave escaping. You're a free man. The pshat is, I create a situation where you don't know what I want. If you don't know what I want, so then it's called escaping. So now the question becomes much bigger. Why do you need to go do you teach me some the answer is, because it's, it's a Sarusa de la Eila, and the animal soul wasn't transformed yet. The Hainu, what does this mean? It means Pashat. They were escaping from Parai because Parai existed inside of them. You could take the Jew out of Mitzrayim, 
But you can't always take Mitzrayim out of the Jew. You could take a Jew out of exile, but you can't always take exile out of the Jew. Or as they say, you could take the Jew out of Russia, but you can't always take Russia or communism out of the Jew, out of the person. Some things remain inside of me. The enemy is not outside. The enemy is inside. So I can get permission from the enemy outside. But the enemy inside doesn't give permission. He holds me back. I left Paroi. But Paroi didn't leave me. I left Mitzrayim, but Mitzrayim didn't leave me. There's a part of me that says, I belong in Egypt. I'm a slave. I'm an addict. I belong in the world of restrictions. There's a part of me that says it. I could run away from today till tomorrow from Paroi. But Paroi didn't run away from me. I ran away from him. He's still inside of me. So now what do you have to do? This Kivarachan, there's an element of escaping. Who am I escaping? I'm escaping the voice inside of me that holds me back and tells me you belong in Egypt. And that's why you'll see for the next 40 years, at every crisis, the Jews have the same message. Let's just go back. Let's just go back. Go back to where? Go back to the place that they threw your children into a river and put them into walls and oppressed you. Let's just go back. The familiar enemy is better than the unfamiliar enemy. At least over there I know what to expect. It's basically every person in recovery. Every person in recovery has this. You know what life was like. You destroyed yourself, you destroyed your family, you destroyed your relationships, you destroyed your soul. You were miserable, you were dependent on something every five seconds, every five and a half seconds. But you know what? It's familiar. And I don't really deserve better. So the para in me, the Mitzrayim in me, brings me back there. The only way to go out of that is kivarachaam. You're always escaping. I can't just walk slowly and say, oh, this is a wonderful experience of redemption. There's a voice in me that says, no, and I have to run from it. I have to run from it. That's Pesach. And that's Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. But there's a tremendous message, and it's still called redemption. I, there's a voice in you that disagrees with the redemption. That's fine. That's fine. There could be a voice that says, you don't deserve to be redeemed. You belong in slavery. Okay. I hear what you're saying. Bruchim Abayim, thank you for your opinion, Parai. We'll bring it up to the board. But the steering wheel I'm not going to give you. So the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, he says, the Nefesh Abahamis, in Avoide, what does it mean? The Nefesh Abahamis wasn't transformed. Since it wasn't transformed, they had to be Kibaracha. They had to run. Who were they running from? They were running from the Pare that still existed. And if they would not run, then they would get stuck. They would stay in Mitzrayim. There's an element where I have to say, I'm running away from this. Because it's chasing me. Somebody is chasing me. Somebody is saying you don't deserve to be free. This is not for you. You belong back in Mitzrayim. Physically, psychologically, emotionally. That's where you belong. But that's not yet transforming you. Right. That's recognition that you have. Yes. Because Pesach is a Sarusa de la Eila. And back to... not We're not talking Yisur Meirah. could be even Asay Toif. But back to the shit of this Maimir that's been explained. That is Sarusa de la Eila has nothing to do with transformation. Even though we would love to feel that way, but it's not. Sarusa de la Eila just means you're riding a high. You're on a high. But there's a you that's completely not on the high. And when you're going to land, you're going to hurt your, uh, a certain part of yourself. Because you're going to land very, very hard. So therefore, even in the Giluyim of Pesach, 
which are tremendous revelations, there's an element of varacham. You have to run. Somebody is chasing you. You should know that somebody is chasing you. It's also surmeira, but it's not here in the gay surmeira seitoiv. It's the attitude that there's somebody chasing you, and it's fine. There's somebody chasing you, and you have to run. But you don't go back because somebody's chasing you. Just because somebody's saying, come back, come back, come back, you don't have to listen. As long as you can identify that it's Paroi who's saying it, that's it. If you know that it's Paroi, you're safe. The tragedy is not that Paroi is chasing you. The, paroi, the tragedy is that you think that you are chasing you. You think that Paroi is the voice of, 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 of righteousness. It's the voice of sanity. It's the voice in you that says you belong to you belong in the world of addiction and depression and despair. That's where you belong because you belong in slavery. That voice is worshipped. So, ask us. So it's a little more nuanced because until now, Hisarusaleila means the Rebbeinu Shalom reaches out to you, and we hope that you'll respond. You should respond. Your imperative is to respond. Here it's stronger. It's saying that Hisarusaleila is sending you a message. You're running. It's. It's, it's a strong answer, and that the motivator is built in. You're running, it's yeah. telling you to, to actually respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have in the Jewish calendar, we have the season of Pesach, followed by the season of Sviris Ha'emer, followed by the Yom Tif of Shavuos. Based on the whole discussion of this Maimer, in the Pasuk, in the beginning of Ayikra, Adam Kiyakriv, Mikem Karban Lashem, Mina Beheme, Mina Bakur, Mina Tsoin, Takrivu Es Karbanchem. The Balatanya concludes the last chapter, the last paragraph of the Maimer, that this all explains the structure of Pesach followed by Sviris Haimer. Pesach is the time of Isarusa de Leela. Pesach is the time that the Jewish people were set free. But what does it mean they were set free? It doesn't mean that their animal souls were necessarily transformed and metamorphosized. Just like we explained, that the unique quality of Israel is it's a gift from above. It's a gift that sets you free. It's a gift that lifts you up. But it's a force outside of you that came into you and lifted you up. And therefore it speaks to that part of you that is responsive to that call, to that force. In other words, the Nefesh Elikis. So the Gilui of Pesach was an extraordinary gilui. The, what do we say in the Haggadah? Nigla alei lahispik betsekes lavesenu lahachmitz atche nigla aleya melech malchem lachem akadosh baruch hu Very rich words. The dough could not become chametz until Hashem sadnishta speyet. It didn't manage to become chametz until Hakadosh baruch hu himself reveals himself and liberates himself. What's the connection? Hashem reveals himself, he couldn't get chametz. Of course, the meaning is not just physical. The meaning, on a literal level, it means that they were in a rush to leave. On a spiritual level, we learned last year, in the Torah, the Balatanya explains, it means something else. Chametz represents the ego. Chametz represents self-inflation. Chametz represents pompousness. Chametz represents ultimate insecurity. You didn't have time, you couldn't become chametz, but not because you worked yourself through. The revelation was so powerful that they couldn't, they, 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 they couldn't resist it. They couldn't resist the love. They couldn't resist the enlightenment. They couldn't exist the light that they experienced in their soul. 
So at that moment, if you looked at them, they looked transformed, but they weren't transformed. They were transformed momentarily because of the nigla aleya malach malachem lachem akadosh baruch hu. There was such an isarusa de la that it ultimately triggered and it aroused the nefesh al kiss and it created a rotsi, a yearning, let's get out of Mitzrayim. And there are moments in a person's life that way, that you have some type of nigla aleyim, some type of gilui, which says, I'm out of this place. That's it, I'm done. My years in Egypt are finita, nada, no more. It seems very promising. It seems transformative, but it's not transformative. It's the preparation for transformation. It's the prerequisite for transformation. It's necessary, because if you don't have it, you don't have what to work with. You, It's a gift, but it's a gift. And gifts you have to cherish, because they don't last forever. To make them yours, that's a separate avoid. And that's the words lohispik. Lohispik means, it's not that there's no chametz. There is chametz. Lohispik. It just... I didn't get to it. In other words, if it gets to it, it's going to get chametz. It's not that there's no chametz. There is chametz. It's just like hispik. You didn't manage to get to it. And you see this also in halacha. And this is where everything becomes connected very interestingly. And it's interesting. The Apterov in Oyed Oyev Yisrael says this in his, in his Sefer, the Apterov on Pesach. And the Chsam Soifer also says it. In, in the Chsam Soifer's Oysis, he speaks in, you know, he's, he speaks of Oysis of Chsam Soif, he speaks in Oysis of the Apterov, uh, which, is, which was, you know, more Chsidish Oysis, but they both say a similar word. The Mishnah, the Mar says in Psachim, it's the Flamet Hey, Taka the Pasuk we just learned about. It says in Parashat Sre'eh, so the Gemara says that the only matzah with which you could fil- fulfill your obligation is matzah that is capable of becoming chametz. For example, the Gemara asks a question, why don't we tell people to make matzah out of millet, out of doichen, or out of rice, oiris, okay. before the gzeir on the kidneys. Yeah? Let's say the svardim, like today the svardim. What's the worst chashash chametz on Pesach? Anybody knows? What's the worst thing that you have to be careful from on Pesach? Matzah. The worst thing we do on Pesach is matzah. The worst. Not gebrok. Gebrokets is another issue. I'm not gebrokets. I'm talking much more serious than gebrokets. I'm talking about matzah. <laughs> Even without gebrokets. Matzah is the worst potential for chametz. Eating bananas, it's hard to find chametz in a banana. No, but I'm saying the whole process. Somewhere along the line, from harvesting, right, matzah is the most fertile to become chametz. Why don't you take, the Gemara says, take oiris, take rice, take millet, grind it, take flour. There's something called rice bread. You ever ate rice bread? Millet bread. People eat it all the time. It's officially healthy. No, no, I mean, I don't know. It says, it says on it, in the crisis of Kiddush Lavana, healthy, no heart attacks, no cancer, no strokes, you live forever like Adam Arish. You know what they write on the bags? On potato chips it also says, you live forever, all the fibers you need, everything you need. Almost no sugar, almost no sugar. Kale bread. Kale bread, yeah. So take the rice, grind it into flour, knead it with water, and bake it in an oven. You know why? Push it. The enzymes that create chametz don't exist. Even Rashi says, even if it inflates a whole day, it's not leaven, it's decadence. It's decadence, it's not, it's not chametz. It's the best thing. 
You don't have to scream at the, at the, the women in the matzah bakery. Schnell, 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 schnell. Hollering and screaming at the poor women. Yeah? You can leave the matzah, the, 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 the water, the, the dough for an hour. It doesn't rise. And for the Gemara, you can't. You know why? Because it says, Only matzah only matzah that has the potential to become chametz, you could fulfill the mitzvah with it. If it's matzah that can become chametz, you can't fulfill the mitzvah with it. What's the havonet? But now we understand. Because that's the whole avoid of Pesach. The avoid of Pesach is not transformation. The avoid of Pesach is not to say, since I'm not a transformed person, therefore there's no exodus by me. After I go to therapy for 49 years, and I become healthy, and I get rid of every skeleton, and every point of darkness, and every demon, and every ghost, finally I'll be able to say, free at last, free at last. The only problem is, you may wait till 99 for that. So the avoid of Pesach is no. Ki They had to run away. Who did they have to run away from? Not Pari. Right? Pari would have given them permission. They had to run away because somebody was chasing them. Why? Because there was an inner voice that was chasing them. There was an inner voice that says, you're not free, come back. And nonetheless, you could still achieve freedom in that state. Why? Because freedom does not depend, the first stage of freedom does not depend on complete transformation. It depends on awareness. (laughs) Before transformation, there's awareness. Awareness means as long as I can identify, this is my godly soul, this is my animal soul, you're good to go. I, the animal soul, could make you meshuggah. And put in voices that tell you you're in Egypt and you're forever in Egypt and you belong in Egypt and you're mine and, and you belong to me and you're the worst of the worst and you're, and you're the lowest of the low and it's hopeless and everything is hopeless in your life and your relationships are hopeless and your relationship with your children is hopeless, relationship with your spouse is hopeless, relationship with yourself is hopeless. Okay. So you look at Parai and you say, thank you for your, for your message and I'm looking forward for you to come back in 45 minutes for an update. For an update, and indeed he'll come back probably 40 minutes later, because he's always Mekayim Zizim Magdim and Mitzvahs. That's the avoid of Kibarecha. So if the matzah can't become chametz, you can't be yotzeh the mitzvah of matzah. It's matzah that's capable of becoming chametz. And that's where you yotzeh the mitzvah of Pesach. The mitzvah of Pesach is not that you discover a point in your life that is chametz free, immune to chametz. Immune to chametz from the word in the terms of chametz as leaven and vinegar, chametz and sourness and all the good things about chametz. It's you're not immune to it. What's that? What do you have to guard the matzahs? Because if you don't stand guard, it's going to be chametz. In other words, it's the avodah in life where you have to watch, you have to preserve your freedom, you have to guard it. Because if you don't guard it, if you put down your guard for a moment. It's done. Where do I sound better? You have to guard the matzah. Why do you have to guard it? Because if you're not running, somebody's going to schlep you back. There's an inner force that's going to schlep you back. And that's dafka, you do the mitzvah. And if you say, I managed to reach the matzah that is immune to chametz, you actually can't do the mitzvah. The mitzvah of Pesach is the one that celebrates the fact of freedom amidst turmoil. Freedom amidst the fact that a person may have other voices in them. And nonetheless, they could run away. It says, La'asid You won't run. 
because it's going to be a moment of transformation. You don't have to run. And there's the, 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 and you cannot. The worst thing is to legitimize the first gula and say it's not gula because I'm running. It's not. It's still gula. The fact that you could run and the fact that you can identify and say this is pare and I'm going to run from him. That's deep gula. Don't underestimate that. Gula doesn't mean that everything is transformed. Gula means that I can identify what is toxic and what is wholesome. I can identify different parts in me and I can choose which one I want to sit at the steering wheel and run my life. Kibaracha. That's why only matzah That's the matzah that you could be It would have become chametz. There was nigla baruch. A beautiful mind. There was a scientist by the name of John Nash. You're a big anti-Semite, by the way. Okay. I had a few up and back emails. Really? Personal? Yeah. Okay. He won the Nobel Prize for? Mathematics. Economics, mathematics. A brilliant, brilliant man. Princeton University professor suffered tragically from serious schizophrenia. The schizophrenia was horrible, to the point that he uh, destroyed his career. And he was a brilliant, brilliant man, destroyed his career. He decided that the commies, the communists, are pursuing him. And he heard voices, he saw people. He literally, the communists were taking over America, and were taking over his life. And he lived that way, and it destroyed his career. And uh, his wife gets a lot of credit because she trusted him, she didn't leave him. And it was hell, literally living hell for her, but she empowered him, she got him back into the university, and she helped him rehabilitate his life. So uh, there's a book about his life, film about his life, so there's a scene. John Nash, after years and years with medication and therapy and tremendous work and a lot of anguish, finally he gets back at university, he starts teaching again, and he produces his mathematical uh, work that gives him the Nobel Prize. At the, at the ceremony, he gives a speech. And the speech, he asks a question that he wondered his whole life, what is the ultimate, ultimate summation? of all mathematical equations. What's the sachakal of everything? And he says, looking at his wife, that uh, he realized after lifelong search that it's love. That's the summation of all mathematical equations. And he thanks his wife for giving him the empowerment and security and the trust and the love that he should be able to reach where he is this day, knowing all of his emotional and mental setbacks and challenges. And the crowd applauds and applauds and applauds. And he leaves the beautiful auditorium uh, palace in Sweden. Where is it done in Sweden? Yeah. In the hallway, this is a very, very. It's, it really captures the moment. Going out, it's literally he's at the pinnacle of his career. He reached his crescendo. He reached his zenith. And going out, he's attacked by the schizophrenia. All the images that haunted him his whole life come right into his mind. Right there. And it's so sad that after everything's said and done, it's all there. And literally, he's not the same person anymore. Because he's dominated by literally a, another personality, like a dibuk. He's overwhelmed literally by a dibuk. He's not there anymore. He's in a different place, and it's almost he has no control. 
his wife, who's walking with him and really celebrating this tremendous victory of her husband, knew her husband well enough, like many of our wives do, to know when he's present emotionally and when he's not present emotionally. And she looked at her husband and she knew that something happened. She knew something. She didn't know what, but she knew something happened. So she looks at him and she says, Is everything all right? Now, nothing was all right. He was completely overwhelmed by these schizophrenic visions. Nothing was all right. And you could almost experience the struggle, the anguish in his soul, in his brain. And he looks at his wife, and he's being taken and hijacked by his own mental state. And he looks at his wife and he says, Yes, everything is perfect. Everything is perfect. And they walk out together. What happens at that moment is, he doesn't get rid of them, but he has the knowledge and the courage to be able to identify what is the demon and what is the human being. To be able to say, yes, everything is alright, everything is perfect. In other words, not to allow himself to be defined by those forces, but rather to give himself the luxury that he defines the forces, rather than the forces defining him. The challenge is not that you have those voices. I mean, it's quite a challenge. But that's not that doesn't spell slavery. What spells slavery is when they define me, rather than when I define them. That's Kivarachah. Kivarachah means there is Parah in me, there is Mitzrayim in me chasing me, wherever I go it's there. Because it's inside of me, it's not outside of me. If it's outside of me, I can get rid of it. If it's inside of me, I can't get rid of it. But the Chiddush of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim is not transformation. The Chiddush is the ability to be able to look and say, I'm alright. I'm perfect. I define it. It doesn't define me. I put it into context. What's the context I put it in? The context I put it in is, yes, part of my mission in life is to struggle with these voices and to dismiss them constantly. To be able to say, you are not me. You will not define my life. You will not define my future. In fact, your purpose is here in order to stimulate me. You are here to bring out the best in me. You are here to let me reach my ultimate potential. It's not an easy path to reach my ultimate potential, but that's the path. If that's the path, you are really my friend. You're not my enemy. But as long as I define you, you don't define me. It's a moment. It's a very emotional moment of a human triumph. After a a lifelong of struggle, you don't always get rid of it, but you manage to identify, quarantine, and make a choice. He was killed with his wife in a car accident, I think two years ago, on the New Jersey Turnpike. He went to Europe to get a reward. He came back home, and I think on the taxi going home, they were both killed. You wanted to ask something? Okay. That's the Kivorah Cham of Yitzhiya Shemitzrayim. But, you can't get disappointed if the Chametz comes back. Because it's nigla, because it was nigla aleim. It was a tremendous isarusa de la that they had. That's the night of the seder. Tremendous isarusa de la But there was no transformation yet. So now you come to the next stage, huh? Before you told the story about Nash, you said something about it's, it's not uh, low hispic. It's not that there's no chametz. It's that you didn't get to it. You, you said, didn't low hispic. Yeah. In other words. Just like literally, they were rushed. They were rushed, so therefore there was no chametz. It's not that essentially there was no potential for chametz. There was a potential for chametz. So there's any of the davening fast, so there's no chametz. 
Kaitas doch gewinnen alte Machleikes Bells mit Chabad. No, no, there was a famous argument. In Bells, they daven very, very fast. They said that you daven fast, there's no Machshavazar. So it was once a Bells of Chos, he was speaking the Baal Tanya, wanted to daven long. So he once said, if you're on a wagon, and you go slow, so then all the shkotsim can as a haruf chapen af and everybody could come. If you go fast, nobody could could get on. So he said, "Bamedvarim amorim." If he's not on already, what if he's on already? Then if you go fast, he just stays on. You have to go slow and throw him off. <laughs> so he says, "Depends where you are. If, if the guy is not on, then go very fast." Problem is, the guy is on already. <laughs> he's inside. Somebody wants to put on a sign in shul. In most shul, says Asr, Asla Dab B'Shasat Somebody wants to put up a sign, Asr Lis Palal B'Shasat Dibur. You know? I just want to ask, why we have these two sukkim? We had, we had one, one, uh, one pasuk which was uh, commanded us to eat uh, Kavim Pesach, uh, or is it Amatzav Amara Yaflu? Amatzav Amara Yaflu. That was before Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. No. That was before there was no excuse that, 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 that you dough, we didn't have time. You had plenty of time to make comments if you wanted to. We were just commanded not to eat comments. Then you have the other person that says, oh, we, we, we ate matzah because yeah. we didn't have time, which is not true. We had plenty of time. We just commanded. So how do you... Good question. That was the minor we learned last year. It's, it's a long list. It's two, there's two in Yonam of matzah. It's two levels of matzah. Good question. Very good question. I think that's one level. after chatzais. Huh? It's got to be one. There's two experiences. There's two experiences. Okay. So he says, that's Adam Kiyakriv Mikem. What's Adam Kiyakriv Mikem? Kamayusha Kosov. The last paragraph, Vihine, you see page Dav Gimel, Amir Aleph, page uh, 5. Ukamayusha Kosov, Kal Doidi, Hine Zebamidala Galaharim. It says by Pesach, the Doidi is leaping over mountains. Shubeschusat Torah, Shnikra Har, Kamayusha Kosov, Yisu Harim, Shalom La'am, and Shalom is Torah. So but we said that Torah creates the Adam Kiyakriv Mikem, that's Medalig Alaharim. He leaps over the mountains. When you leap over something, it means the thing is there. You just jump over it. You imagine you can jump over it. It doesn't have to become something that consumes you. You know, you could let it go. You just leap it, you, 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 you leap over it. You uh, skip it. Lachain Acharkach Takefumiyad Bayom Shaini. That's why, based on this whole maimah, what did he say? When you have a gift, what should you do right away? Make sure you go to Yedah for Shabbat Don't get swept up, because you could fall very hard without anything left. So take it from Yad. The first day of Pesach, celebrate. Celebrate the freedom. But take it from Yad. The second day, right away, it's time for Svirasayim. What's Virasimer? You go to the field and you harvest barley, not wheat. Usually all the meal offerings in the Beis Hamikdash, all the menachas were brought from Chitim, wheat. The Gemara says in Psachim Dav Gimel, Chitim is Michael Adam, Sa'arim is Michael Behema. Wheat is human food, barley is animal fodder. I today everybody's into barley. Could be two reasons. Either people became Behemus <laughs> or the Behemus became people. That depends on your interpretation. One of the two. Today, everybody's into barley. You're not allowed to even eat wheat. A self-respecting person, chas to touch wheat, only barley. But Amol, they used to say, Sa'irim is Michael Behema. So you take the barley, you harvest the barley, you grind it into flour. 
Part of the flour you burn on the mezbeach. The rest of it is baked into matzah and eaten by the kohen. This was called the carbon oymah. When was it done? The second day of Pesach. When Machar is a Shabbos, Tazayin in the morning. They used to harvest it the night before. Moitzoy, the first night of Pesach, to the point that it's doiche Shabbos. You're allowed to harvest it on Shabbos. And they will makir it to Zionists, and then that's when we start counting the Oymer. He says, why? The moment you have Adam Kiyakriv Mikem, which is Pesach, the second day immediately, you bring the Oymer. The carbon Oymer is the carbon of Sa'irim of Michael Bahama, which represents working with your animal soul. That's the idea of counting the Oymer. As he explained in another Maimer, Sfartem comes from the word Sapir. Sapphire stone, Evan Sapir. You want to take the midas of your animal soul and make them shine, make them bright, make them luminescent. It's the birud, it's the refinement of the seven emotions of the Nefesh Abhamas. That's why it's seven weeks. Each week you rep- represents, you deal with another emotion, Chesed, Guru, Tavares, Netzachoid, Malkos. That's the avoid of Mina Behema, the Sarusa de Lusata that follows the Sarusa de Leila. Vuhukeinian Mina Behema, Mina Bakar Takrivu, the Ainu Sarusa de Lusata. That's the second half of the Pasuk. This is what the Ramban, the famous Ramban, he says in Shir Hashidim, it says, Hishbati Eschem Benoisi Rushalayim, Im Toiru, Vim Toiru Esaava, Ad Shetechpots. So the Ramban says, Sometimes it's a tremendous isoirus of ava, tremendous arousal of love, achetechpots. You have to bring it down into a chefetz. You have to objectify from the word object. You have to objectify, concretize, consolidate the ava, achetechpots. You have to bring it into a chefetz. Same idea. If the ava is going to remain just love, it will fade away into oblivion. So right after the Sarusadalail of the first day of Pesach, you come to the second day of Pesach, take it for Miyad, but you see you don't do the carbonoim of the first day. Why don't you do the carbonoim of the first day? You do it right away the second day, because the first day is Sarusadalaila. The first day there's an inspiration. You don't right away ruin it and say, Oh, but my animal in other words, don't you don't have to destroy the energy. The energy is an amazing energy. But Biyoim Hashani, the second day, you right away have to go to the Nefesh Bahamas. Now you have the third stage, Shavuos. Then you come to Shavuos. After seven weeks, you come to Matan Torah. What's Matan Torah? Now you come to another Isarusa de Leila, the one that follows Isarusa de You have Isarusa de Leila that precedes Isarusa de That's Pesach. You have Isarusa de that follows Isarusa de Leila. That's Firas that's Minah Behemah. That's the Avodah with the Nefesh Abhamas. You have Shavuos, Matan Torah, the gift of Torah. That's the Sarusa de Leila that follows the work of the Sarusa de Lusata. Oh, so we're going to see the difference. You're asking a good question. His Galus Ritzoyne V'chachmos Elamata. What is Matan Torah? Where Hashem reveals His wisdom and His will, His Ratzin and His Chachmah through Torah, down here below. <laughs> It's completely different than Adam Kiyakriv and Takrivu. Why? Adam Kiyakriv and Takrivu, the two halves of the Psukim. 
Adam Kiyakov is the first half, he says, the Leila. Minabeim, Minabakim, Minabakim, Takrivu is the second half. That's all Ha'alah, Mimata, Lamayla. That's all to bring up the Mata, the lower state, and elevate it to a higher state. Avo B'Matan Teirah, Ksiv, Vayered Hashem Al Har Sinai, Liyah Samshach Al-Mata. Matan Teirah is already something else. It's Vayered Hashem, Hashem comes down on Har Sinai. The focus is not Ha'alah, Mimata, Lamayla, the focus is Amshacha, from higher Lamata to lower. Meaning, the Sarusa de la Eila in the beginning has one objective. The objective is to trigger your own work, to arouse you, to make you curious, to make you inquisitive, to open you up to your work. The Sarusa de la Eila before Sarusa de la Sata is agenda driven. And the agenda is I want you to make this relationship yours. I know that if I don't reach out to you, we could remain strangers forever. So therefore, I'm opening the door. Pischuli Shari Tzadek. But the point is, Ovoi! You should come in. I'm lending you the money, like we learned to the Vart of Rebbe Kaliner. I'm lending you the money that you should invest the money and make your own money. I'm not lending you the money that you should put it on a bank or keep it on your shelf and say, I'm a rich man. I'm lending you money that you should make the money yours. How? Take the money, invest it, and make it yours, that you should be able to look at it and say, I own this money. I didn't borrow this money. So the objective of the first is Harusadalayla is what? There should be Ha'Allah Milmatalamail. It's an invitation. It's a teaser. It's a prerequisite. It's a hachana. It's to give you the inspiration to explain to you, to enlighten you, to help you realize what is on the other side. What is on the other side? You know, once in a lifetime, a Jew is entitled to feel who he really is. So you can have a paradigm, you can have a backdrop. You need a backdrop of inspiration. It could become a tease. It becomes a tease if you don't do anything with it. If you do something with it, it's not a tease. It's it's the it's the opening. It's a trailer. A trailer. It's a preview. It's a preview of what's coming if you take ownership of it. Yeah, if you don't follow with the preview, it remains a teaser. But if you if you follow up after the preview, then it doesn't. Allah Chassid and Fashtay in my marshal though. <laughs> you know, okay, I'll give you a better marshal. It's like learning Mishnayis without Gemara. Then they stood the first one better? Okay. <laughs> so that's the word. It's Halam al Matalamail. That he already did, that he already said earlier, different types of Nefesh Bahamias. That's the different types. The angry guy, the cool guy, the addict, all the types. Yeah. The Gemara says in Masechta Sanhedrin, Sheker Hachein Vehevel Ayoyfi Isha Yiris Hashem Hitis Halom. So who's the Yiris Hashem? Was a Sheker Hachein is Moshe, Hevel Ayoyfi is Yehoshua. It's Palti, the son of Laish. A new name that emerges. Who is Palti ben Laish? Palti was an interesting figure. Palti ben Laish was a man who Shaul married off to his daughter Michal. There was one issue. Michal was already married to David. Shaul believed that the Kiddushin was not a good Kiddushin. Gemara explains why. 
Shaul felt Michal is not really married to David. So she took her daughter, his daughter, and said, Here, Palti ben Layaj is my new chasna, chasna de ben Nesia, my new Aden. So big Rebbe Shechasna, everybody came, and Michal and Palti were married. Michal disagreed with his father-in-law. He believed that David was right. In other words, that his daughter, his wife, Palti ben Layish disagreed with Shaul. He believed that she is Mekudosh to David. In other words, he's not allowed to be with her. She's an Eshesish. So the Gemara says they were together as husband and wife, but Palti ben Layish never ever touched her. So Sheker Achein ve'evalayfi Isha Yiris Hashem, that's Palti ben Layish, to do this for such a long time. Gemara says, how did he do it? He took a sword, he put it in the bedroom between the two beds, he said, whoever passes from this side to the other side, should be stabbed. That's the story. So what does this mean? <laughs> he took a sword, he put it in the bedroom, and he's saying, if I pass it, I should be stabbed. Who exactly is going to stab him? The shviger? Who's going to stab him? The shver, his wife? If they have a taiva... They'll ignore the sword. And if they don't have a taiva, you don't need a sword. What's the sword going to have? They had policemen. It was, all, it was all their own conviction. It was all based on their own emotions, on their own realization of what's true, what's not true. What's a cherev going to help? It's not like they had bodyguards in the bedroom. The cherev was for what? If you don't have a taiva, you don't need a cherev. And if you have a taiva, a sword is not going to help. You could go around it. <laughs> it's a sword. What's the pshat? The pshat is as follows. This is in Sichis Musaf Reb Chaim Shmulevich. I'm just going to say it a little bit of my own oisius. The pshat is as follows. Palti ben Layish and Michal had a moment of clarity. They knew that a relationship between them is wrong. It's promiscuous, it's immoral, it's toxic. It was very clear to them. But they also knew that life takes its course, and when people are exhausted or people are not sober or people are not always logical, or in a moment of weakness, different cheshboinists take over, and you fall prey. Nats cherev, when he takes a sword, it represents something. When he had a moment of clarity, he took that moment, and he etches that moment into his consciousness, what they used to call a Kodak moment. You remember the Kodak moment? You take the picture, and you freeze the experience, and you put it into the ground, and it becomes a cherev. That that awareness that you had, that if you're going to go to her bed, it's basically a form of emotional or spiritual death, that should remain etched in your life, even when the awareness is gone. So sometimes, every person becomes aware of certain truths at certain points in their life. It's obvious, it's clear, there's no debate. You know exactly what's good and what's poisonous. The problem is, a day later, you forget, or a day later you have a void and you need it. But that's not the issue. The cheshben is, the way for a person to rescue himself is, if they could take that moment and not cherev, consolidate it, freeze it, and hold on to it. Tell that when the awareness fades, and when the inspiration is gone, and when the enthusiasm is completely obliterated, the memory should be so strong and say, now I don't feel any of this. But yesterday you knew what was true, and you weren't crazy yesterday. Yes, your tithe is saying today you were crazy, but you know you weren't crazy yesterday. You know yesterday you were lucid. Yesterday you were sober. Yesterday you had eyes. Yesterday you were healthy. So today you're not that, okay. But the memory it should be sufficient, it will be sufficient enough to be able to hold you back. That's the Nod's Cherif.
So that's what the function of Yisarusadal. The function of Yisarusadal is not stam to throw a lightning at you. It's not just a light bulb moment. It's the ability to build on it. Once you have that clarity, that awareness, now you're good to go. But you're good to go. You have to go. That's why even the Adam Kiyakriv is still Mamatalamaila. It's coming from above, but it's just there to bring you up. Shvuis is something else. Shvuis is Fayyirid Hashem al Harsinai. Shvuis is a different thing. And it's not Isarusa de Leila, that's a hachan of Isarusa de Lusata. It's Isarusa de Leila as a separate gift. What do we mean as a separate gift? Where Hashem, so to speak, shears himself with the Jew. For the intimacy, for the sake of intimacy. The relationship for the sake of the relationship itself. Ah, you're going to ask a question. That was your question. He said earlier that Adam Kiyakriv also happens through Torah. The Hachame, what creates this Harusa is Eisekat Torah through learning. Because Zoysa Torah, Adam. Adam. Torah is Adam, Ramach Evarim, Gidim. And therefore the Adam Kiyakriv happens through Torah. When a Jew learns Torah... He's Mamshech Yisarusa de la'ela in his life. He's literally Mamshech Yisarusa de la'ela. And that's why you see in life that people who, even in difficult times, they don't stop learning. There's a certain connection that they hold on to if they don't stop learning, even though there's no Yisarusa de la'ela. They're not working on themselves, they're not feeling anything. There's always Yotzim and Aklal, because it depends how you learn and why you learn. But nonetheless, generally speaking, Torah keeps people, a blad gemara a day keeps the therapist away. Or, uh, I shouldn't say that, because that's not so simple. But uh, it keeps a lot of trouble away, let's put it that way. The person who learns, they remain in a certain safe zone, a certain safe environment. But you're selling me Shavuos, is also Torah. So what's the difference between the Torah before the Torah after? There's a big difference. There's the Torah that precedes the Tzeruz the That's the Adam Kiyakriv, the Torah that brings the Tzeruz That's one Torah. And then there's the Torah that comes after the Ratsui, after the period of the Nefesh Bahamas. That's Vayer Hashem Al-Aisina, that's Shavuos. There's a big difference. Hainu, Shayideizeh, Haratsi, Yabir, Nefesh Bahamas, Nimshech Be'esekat Torah, Mepchines Kiloi Adam Hu. Lahamshech Misham Amshach Echadosh, Mepchines Adam. He throws a bomb and finishes the Maimon. <laughs> the Torah that we spoke about before, you remember he said, it's called Adam Kiyakriv. Why is it called Adam Kiyakriv? Why Adam? Because the Sarusa Delayla comes from God the way he's defined as Adam. How can God inspire me? Why should I be inspired by Hashem? Why should you be inspired by anybody? We can only be inspired by things that touch us, that move us. If something doesn't move me, I can't get inspired by it. How does God move you? How can God move you? Why should it move you? What moves you about it? That's why it can only come from Adam Kiyakrif. The way the Rebbeinu Shalolam, so to speak, defines himself as the core of identity, the core of personality, the engine of your consciousness, the essence of your reality... That can move you because it's who you really are. It's relatable. It's something that I feel my own deepest self-realization, self-expression, self-actualization. Hashem is not Adam. Hashem is Loy Adam. Loy Adam. Who says it? Shmuel HaMelech says to Shaul, what does he say? 
Kiloi Adam Hu Lehi Nochem, right? Kiloi Adam Hu Daftar of Parsha Zachar. Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishakev Lo Yechazav Kiloi Adam Hu. So Kedarkei, all the Pesukim work together. There's Adam. Yecheskel sees Mara Adam. Shmuel says Lo Adam. He's not Adam. What is it? Hashem himself is not Adam. Like we learned many times, beyond Middas, beyond Seichel, beyond identity, beyond personality, beyond Ruchnis, beyond Gashmis, like we spoke about uh, Akudim and Lechem Mishnah. There's that which is completely beyond, beyond Sphiris, beyond Koiches. Kiloy Adam. But the Sarusa de Leila always comes from Adam Kiyakrav. Why? Because it's about being mayor, it's about being Eirin, Neshamas, Yisrael, and Olamas. So that's the Adam Kiyakrav. So even the Torah that you're learning in order to get this Arusa de la'ela, which Torah is it? It's Zaysa Torah Adam. It's the Torah of Ramach Pikudim, it's the Torah of Ramach Evarim, it's the Torah of Shasaloysis, it's the Torah of Adam. It's the Koyla Sheikruuhu Be'emes, Korav Hashem Lechol Korav. Then there's the Torah of Shavuos. The Torah of Shavuos, Vayed Hashem Allah, Sinai, that's the Torah of Loy Adam. <laughs> it's a different Torah. There's the Eisekat Torah of Pesach that brings Arusa de la'ela. That's the Adam Kiyakrif. And then there is, after you work with your Nefesh Bahamas, you come to Shavuos, now the Torah has a new dimension in it. The Torah has a dimension of Loy Adam. What does that mean? He says, So the whole Torah, which is based on Adam, has a whole new light, a whole new energy, a whole new depth, because the Torah is, so to speak, accessed from the place of Loy Adam. The defined Torah accessed its source of energy from the undefined Torah. Lahamshech misham, from the place of loy adam, hamshach echadosh anu hamshach, into the Torah of Adam. Torah is based on structure. Torah is based on Adam. Torah is called, so to speak, Hashem's persona. All of Torah relates to structure, relates to definition. There's Ramach, Mitzvah, All of Torah is an explanation of the mitzvahs. Any sugya in Shas and Poiskim, it's one mitzvah or another mitzvah. Either you're learning Hilchus Pesach, Hilchus Ribbis, Hilchus Muktzah, Hilchus Erevin, Hilchus Brachus, or Hilchus Kar Pesach. But it's one of the Shasah, the Ramach. It's all in the existence of Adam. It's, it's Hashem's Adam. It's a divine Adam. This is the Torah, what we call the Torah of Atzillus. The Torah of Adam, the Torah of the divine. But really, there's something loy Adam. Now, usually, the Torah that we have is Zaysa Torah Adam. When a person works through the Nefesh of Bahamas, what that does is, the gift of is not like the gift from before. The gift from before was a gift in order to inspire your work. Once that work is done, Shvuas is the experience of an intimacy with Hashem Himself. And he says, what? That in your Torah... You have an aspect of the loy Adam. And that infuses the Torah of Adam with a whole new dimension because you reach the Torah of loy Adam. And that can only happen through the Nefesh of Hamas. Because as long as the person remains in the world of being inspired from above, so then they're inspired from above. They're inspired from the light of above. When the person manages to go in to the Chayshech of the Nefesh of Hamas and transform it, so now you have the Yisra the light that comes from transforming the darkness that reaches a place that's beyond light. When you transform the darkness, you reach a place that's beyond light. You reach back to the source of the darkness. It's a whole different type of light. So this allows you to go beyond the Iris and the Kalin, which is Adam, 
Because in order to transform the darkness, you reach into a place that's beyond definition, where even darkness can be transformed into light, and therefore you can access from Torah that which is beyond structure. You access from Torah the undefined truth of Torah that is beyond definition, beyond description, and that reveals a whole new dimension in the Torah that you're learning. The Adam of Torah has a whole new Amshacha from the Loy Adam of Torah. Now what type of learning is this? Huh? No, in Nister itself, this is another dimension. Nister, the Rizal says, when we learn, it says, Beresh is bara. The Torah starts with a base. Why does Torah start with a base? So Rizal says, because we're already learning Torah, only second Torah. We're not learning the first level of Torah. That's what Rizal says. He always started with it. You also see, open up a Gemara, that base. What's Daf Aleph? Huh? Okay. And you got a flask when they said that? Okay. So there a hair good aleph. Especially if you can give a frask is not better. To really inspire. We take a see how much there a you have. In a good way, in a good way. So that's the aleph. Darizal says what's the aleph? The aleph is we say in Birchas Atayra we say Yeah, what's the lush in in, in benching? He says it's two things. There is the Torascha and there's the Torah that you teach us. The Torah that you teach us. There's a Gemara in Tainus that Ptolemy, the king of Egypt, Ptolemy Amelech, you know the story, he brought in 70 elders to translate the Torah into Greek. Right? Subtuagent. Targum Hashivim. The problem is they knew that when you translate, there's a lot of issues that are going to come up. One of the issues, so Hashem helped that all the 70 were mechavim to make the same changes for the Greek translation. The first change they made is, Bereshis Borel Ekim, sounds like Bereshis created God. Bereshis, whoever is Mr. Bereshis, yeah, who lives in Kentucky, Borel Ekim, he created God. We touch Bereshis. In the beginning, Hashem created. So they made the translation in a way that Elikim Bore Bereshis. God created the beginning. This is a fascinating thing. In their Torah, it starts with an Aleph. Elikim Bara Bereshis. Our Torah starts with a base. Their Torah starts with an Aleph. Salpinista the Pshat is, because this depends who's learning and how you're learning. The Torah that the Jewish people had starts with a base, because the real Torah is the world Torah of Atzillus. The Torah of Aleph. Aleph is Atzillus, base is Bria. In other words, it's the Torah of Adam. It's really a divine Torah. When we're learning Torah, you're learning Shosh and Agachasapara, a bull gored an axe. Yeah. Psula Nisas Leyemaravi. A daughter gets, a girl gets married Leyemaravi. Shnayim Agachasim Batalus. People are fighting about a talus. Or whatever the Allah is, Sukashi Gvoya. We're learning about pots and pans and animals and cows and, and huts and marriages, whatever, whatever Mishnah you're learning. Yeah. That's the Torah of our world. The same Torah, like we learned once, it's a mushal for a nimshal. We learned an apurah by Mechaia Vinish. There's 3,000 levels of Torah. Every level is a mushal for deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Till you get back to the first mushal, to the first nimshal. The first nimshal here we're talking about is Adam. What's Adam? That's the Torah of Aleph. That's the whole, every idea in the whole Torah representing a truth of the divine. But this is a bigger void to be able to trace back the Nigla to the Nister. This is where the world of Kabbalah and the world of Nigla are synchronized are really synchronized. And the world of Kabbalah, the world of Nis, is not a separate Torah. It's like the back-end code. 
It's like you have a display on the computer. It's a beautiful computer. Everything is easy. But all the program, if there are programmers sitting here, you know that what people see on the computer, this is a tipim and ayam. This is just for dummies like myself. What are we going to tell people? We're going to tell you how to program it? We just do the program at the end. The geniuses sit by their computers 3 o'clock in the morning and they ever see what computer, what programmers, what their screens look like. Yeah, it gets you, gives you a headache. I once watched a programmer do some work. And I said, you sit with this 12 hours a day? He says, 14 hours a day. And I say, you don't commit suicide? He says, no, I love it. I said, why, why am I going crazy? He says, well, do is garnished. Okay. All you see is, yeah, an R and a C and then 9 times 2 and then 6 exclamation points. You don't see anything. It's like a person reading music notes and they don't know how to read music notes. Another person reads a music book and they start dancing, they start singing. So the back end is really where it's all about. And then it, you have the display on the outside. So those are the two components of Torah, the Aleph and the Beis. Of course, in each one, there's many, many, many Madrigas. But that's still all Adam of Torah. Here we're talking about the Loy Adam of Torah. The Loy Adam of Torah is really where Torah meets the place of undefined energy, of undefined reality. It's not defined reality in terms of spirituality. So you have the mitzvah of matzah physically, you have the mitzvah of matzah metaphysically. You have the halachas of boirer physically, you know, taking out the peas of your salad. And you have the halachas of boirer psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, higher and higher and higher. Here you're reaching a place of kiloyadam, which is beyond definition, beyond description. In other words, it's finding that Torah is a marshal hakadmaini for kadmaini shalaylam, for soiviv kalam, and for that which is beyond Adam. That's already in Nister itself. That's a different pchin of Torah. That's touching in Torah the element where there's no definition. The undefined, pure essence of God and how that reinforms the world of structure and definition. That's the Sarus that comes only after Sarus Advarim Srichim Biyur. I know, yeah. Advarim Srichim Biyur. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.